0: You're listening to the NLP Masterclass Podcast, presented by NLP Master Trainers, Tina Taylor and Steve Crabb. Hi, Tina Taylor here, Licensed Master Trainer of Neurolinguistic Programming. I was talking to one of my grandsons the other day and we were talking about thinking. How do you think, he said. I remember when I, I did my very first NLP practitioner training ooh, over two decades ago now. One of the things I learned was how I think. Have you ever noticed yourself thinking? And then you become aware of what's happening inside your head. Maybe you've been running pictures, scenes, moving images, Maybe you've been hearing sounds, talking to yourself, having conversations. There might even be physical sensations involved in all of this. And probably all whilst you're in the middle of doing something else. These thought processes contribute to how we feel and respond to the world around us. And by becoming aware of these... And what you do inside your head, you can gain more control. Now, I know when I first learnt about this, I was absolutely fascinated. And what grabbed me just as much as learning how to track how I was thinking was the fact that when people talk to me they change the way I'm thinking about things. Now most people love listening to stories, reading books, watching movies. Now any good storyteller knows stories have meaning and they elicit responses from the people experiencing the story. When you watch a movie, you might get caught up with what's happening on the screen. If it's sad, you might cry. If it's happy, you might cry. There's so many things happening, so many emotions going on in your head. When you listen to people talking, you run scenarios through in your head and you have sounds and sensations in response to their words. You do all of this while you're figuring out what they're saying. Words change the way we represent our thoughts. And we take in information using our five senses. And these are then used to process the information. These are the senses that we use when recalling memory how someone looked, maybe the perfume they were wearing, what they said, how you felt when they said it. Now these same senses are used for strategic planning. In fact, we use our senses all the time when we're thinking. Now, in NLP, we call these senses our representational systems because we use them to represent things in our mind. And this representation is what contributes to our feelings and how we respond. It's how we think about something and code the experience that creates how we feel. I love roller coasters. (laughs) Now, when I'm queuing for my favourite roller coaster, I'm getting excited. My hands get a bit clammy. My breathing may change. When I sit in the seat and the harness comes down and goes click, my heart begins to beat faster. I'm anticipating that adrenaline rush and I'm imagining being thrown around in the seat and how it's going to feel and how great it's going to be. Now, I have a friend who hates roller coasters. If I got her to queue up with me while we were queuing, she'd be worrying about what was going to happen on the roller coaster. Her hands would become clammy. Her breathing would change. If I got her in the seat, and I did once or twice, when that harness comes down and goes click, she starts imagining being thrown around on the roller coaster. How awful that's going to feel. It's going to make her dizzy. She's going to feel sick. And she thinks, oh, God, I've got to get out of here. And at that point, on the past two occasions, I've got her on a roller coaster. She's put her hand up. The ride has stopped and she's actually exited the ride. She's never actually been on a roller coaster. She doesn't want to. Luckily for me, she was happy to be my guinea pig. I did promise I wouldn't make her complete the ride, though. Now, our representational systems, rep systems, are visual, the things that we imagine in our mind, things we remember. When we remember how somebody looked when we first saw them, maybe a loved one, I can remember the first time my daughter was put into my arms after she'd been born. can see her right now. I can hear the people around me saying congratulations. I can hear MacGyver, my husband, going, wow, look at all that hair. And I get this amazing feeling inside, this feeling of love. And I also remember how she smelt. Oh, babies smell so good. They give off pheromones, they drug us. I can remember how she, how she smelt. Oh, and how good that smell made me feel. So when we represent things, we'll do it visually, auditorily, kinesthetically, olfactorily, and gustatory, depending as of what was present at that time, or what we're imagining. Now, some of you may have heard that some people are visual people and some people say they're not visual at all. Now, we do have a preferred system that we work in, depending on the situation, and we all use all of our systems. Now, in certain situations, we can favour a specific system. For example, if we get stressed or anxious. If we get very stressed, people talk about getting tunnel vision. They, They lose track of their other systems and they may only be able to focus on one thing. They get stuck in one system. And they can lose the ability to access the others, which in turn limits their responses at a time when they need all of their senses around them. Now, how can you tell what system someone is using? There are ways, there are aspects of their body language, the way their eyes move. The language they use. For example, I might say, it was nice to see you today. So there I'm using visual language. Or I could say, it was good to hear from you today. Auditory language. Or it was good to connect with you. Kinesthetic language. It was sweet to be with you today. A stationary language. You're a breath of fresh air. Olfactory language. Now one way, one thing you can do to get really good rapport is to match the language they're using and sometimes if people are finding rapport difficult It could be you're not speaking the same language. So one way to get really good at becoming aware of representational systems and the language they're using is to practice listening for the sensory-based language used by those around you and begin to pay attention to the REP systems Notice what happens when you match these, when you use the same rep system to respond to them. And of course, we need the counterexample. Notice what happens when you mismatch the rep system. Remember, practice makes better. Thank you for listening. More later. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the NLP Masterclass podcast, please subscribe and connect with us on www.nlpmasterclass.co.uk. Please like and share. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.